Welcome to the Queer Arabs podcast. This is Alia. Um, I'm Nadia, Nadia Nods or Nado, and I'm currently quarantining with Alia in DC. Yes, uh, and we are talking to someone else who is quarantining. <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise. Um, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Rola Selbak, or in Arabic, Rola Selbak. I'm a Palestinian American filmmaker, live in Los Angeles. Uh, film and TV writer and director. And I am absolutely pleased as Punch to be on this podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts. It brings me so much joy. So I'm so happy to be here. That means, yeah, uh, so, that means so much to us. We are a big fan. Both of us are big fans of you. Yeah. So this is seriously an honor. I think I first came across your work um, with someone was like promoting the fundraiser for Choke. And I was like, oh my God, I need to see this sometime. And eventually I did. And we should totally talk about a lot of things with that short later. Um, and then yeah. I was also at the event that you did, the Queer Arab Film event at Columbia. Oh, wonderful, you were yeah. there. Yeah, I'm normally oh, based fantastic. in New York. I just ended up here quarantining for various reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, oh, that was wonderful. really cool to see um, all of you guys actually talk through the different choices you made and um, also like how you are gearing your films towards different audiences and different places you're presenting. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. So happy to That's been coming up a lot for us in conversation about um, audience and like the intention. You we know. should get to that. But um, yeah, first, we'll get do to you that. want to start by talking about yeah. um, how your career started and what made you go into film? Oh, um, let's see how it started. I uh, I grew up in Abu Dhabi in the UAE, um, and I grew up in uh, and um, when I was like maybe seven or eight. Uh, we got like the this like huge VHS camera, like the side of the size of like my head, yeah. and uh, and originally my dad and mom got it for like birthday parties and stuff, and I immediately hijacked it and would dress up like my little siblings and like you know funny outfits and make plays <laughs> and commercials and you know all sorts of stuff. Um, and then when we moved to the U.S. after the first Gulf War, um, I, I always always had a love for film and for TV. Um, but I never thought in a million years I could be a director, writer. You know, that was like for other people, you know, the Spielbergs, Scorsese's, all that type of stuff. Um, and so I, I went, uh, my second love is tech. So I, you know, got a computer science degree. While I was doing that, though, um, I decided, hey, let me try and write some movies. Like, oh, I can't direct, but maybe I can write. Anyone can write. And so I literally looked up, hey, how do you write a script? Like, honestly, like write <laughs> straight up didn't know anything about it and um i taught myself i did a short yeah. film uh i wrote it and then i'm like huh well first i tried to sell the scripts that i had written the the two feature scripts and of course no one wanted it uh, i actually got conned pretty bad with them like oh sell you know pay like thousands of dollars and sell your script to hollywood yeah, type of a thing no. i completely got conned. Yeah. <laughs> oh i was so like naive and, and uh, silly but of course, now I know better. And so I'm like, you know what, if no one's going to direct my stuff, maybe I should learn how to direct. So I, I wrote the short film and I'm like, how do I direct? I have no clue. Got a camera person, like literally off of Craigslist, just like wow. putting this crew together. And uh, I, I snuck my way into my work. I was working at a tech company and the scene was like all set in this office. I'm like, I don't I don't know where else to get an office. Let me just shoot my work. So uh, over the weekend, yeah. I snuck oh in through the security. Dude, this is a total story. And actually, <laughs> funny enough, I don't think I've ever told this. Um, I hope I don't get in trouble. Uh, 
<laughs> I don't think anyone who would get you in trouble is listening it's, to this yeah, right now. Yeah, that's I'm, right. There I'm you go. I'm thinking the right people are listening. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. We're yeah. all fam. We're all fam here. So yeah, so I did that and, and I just learned on the job and, um, you know, did one short film, second short film. And then I wasn't satisfied with how long it was taking to edit. I, I, I wanted to edit on my own. And so with the third short film, I decided I'm going to pay my editor a little extra to literally sit behind his shoulder and you know ask him every single question under the under the sky so i can learn how to edit and that's how i learned to edit and then so now okay write produce edit direct like so so wow. i just kept building and building and building until i made my first feature film my second feature film and that's that's really how how it came to be so completely self-taught um for better or for worse it's kind of that's amazing first of yeah. all um and also yeah. we've we're well, we were talking about this podcast project in particular and how it kind of started in a similar way of like you in particular wanted this to exist and then figured out all the necessary technical elements right. um, mm. and how um, a lot of times it's like the idea and the message that you want to get across that comes first in some cases and right. then everything else can be built in once you know what you want to say you just have to figure out how to say it right and even though this is just audio i was still so intimidated at first i was like oh i don't know how to podcast i'm not the person who's going to do this but then eventually it's like well it's not happening anywhere else right now so whatever (laughs) i'll figure it out along the way the first like three episodes are horrible like the sound quality is terrible i would never go back and listen to them like it's just you know and you get used to it and you like figure out the kinks in like sound production and recording and all this stuff but i really in that way of of, like well i guess i'm just gonna google stuff and see what happens (laughs) um that's right google and youtube those are right friends that is the educational (laughs) source yeah Um, what was your first honestly i learned i learned everything everything on youtube everything even like you know my oven was like crapping out like oh how to fix my oven like i learned everything on youtube and like i'll only go to someone like as a last resort like i have to learn it first so like it's got to be on the internet somewhere. It probably is. Yeah. yeah. There's so and much. it really is. Like, most of the stuff is, for real. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your first film? Like, what was it? What was it about? <laughs> like, the first, first, like, my first film, similar to, like, your first episode, like, that type of, like, let's, my yeah. first Let's start, start with there. that. Yeah, yeah, let's start with that. Is that what you want? Okay. Yeah, yeah. let's do this it. Is, is, let's go for it's, it. It's a funny story. Uh, so my very, very first, very, very first short film that I wrote and directed was called um, London Bridge. And it was a, a seven minute video. Um, and it was about this uh, woman. It's supposed to be a commentary about like loneliness in America. And it was about this woman who, you know, by superficial beauty standards, wasn't pretty. Um, you know, no one at work was really giving her attention. And uh, it was her birthday, she baked cookies, no one cared. So she didn't have any friends or anything like that. And so she goes home uh, and bakes herself a birthday cake and puts pills in it and mm-hmm. eats the whole birthday cake. And, um, you know, with, with intentions of, of completing suicide, I know this sounds super grim. Um, and so she does that, but as she's passing away, Uh, she gets a phone call and it's a guy from work who's in a similar situation who she never noticed was there the whole time as we're trying to get her attention and um so just so just as she picks up the phone 
um, you know, she passes away, he thinks that she's ignoring her, that she's ignoring him, and so he ends up um, completing suicide as well. Oh my god! I know it sounds so grim and so awful, but I, I thought, oh, you know, it's like this commentary on loneliness and superficiality yeah. and that that type of thing. And so what I did was, um, it was only seven minutes, and um, I found this like small movie theater. It was like in Portland, Oregon at the time. And uh, I rented out the, the theater. They were so sweet. They let me like rent it for super cheap on like a Wednesday or something. Awesome. And um, and I invited all my family and friends, like everyone to like watch my first short film. <laughs> and they didn't know what to expect. They thought it was a movie. They, they go in and they watch this movie for seven minutes and then they all file out and leave. And um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they like, paid all this money for parking and I don't know what else and so you know I'd get I'd get a few nods like oh that's nice and then um <laughs> I'd get a few very concerned relatives you know because the subject matter um you know is kind of heavy I thought oh it's profound but they of course were thinking like oh my gosh are you okay do you need help and I'm like no this is the commentary on you know, so, so. <laughs> this is art this is art y'all yeah, this- I think I think I just freaked out most of my family and friends and um but uh but yeah it was uh it was yeah that was my very very first uh first film and my very first um film screening um it was it was funny it was memorable I mean now I can go back and laugh at it but before it was yeah (laughs) I don't know. I, I'm impressed by how much you packed in seven minutes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly. You know, I think when you first start out, right, you, you, you're very ambitious and, uh, you know, you, you, you know, you just have this certain kind of earnest, like, outlook on life. Yeah. And, um, and uh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, it's I, I'll, of course I'll never show it to anyone, including you guys. Even though, <laughs> you know, <laughs> even though oh, we know each other now, um, but uh, no. <laughs> okay. You, I'll, I'll show you the short film if you let me hear the first uh, episode of your podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, that's public. I'm not on it, so I have no stakes in this, and I am agreeing to this transaction. <laughs> Easy for Nadia to say. <laughs> Oh, so I volunteer you both. <laughs> Thanks, Nadia. God, it's beautiful <laughs> to think back on that first episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's, right? it's all growth. Like you yeah. have to, you have to go through what they say. I mean, you know, you kind of have to pants. throw your first few yeah. scripts away, and um, right. and you know, you just kind of have to go through it. So yeah, it's all good. And then after that, um, where did your filmmaking progress from there? Yeah. So after that. Um, I, you know, made a few other short films. I just kept writing and directing. And um, and in the middle of it, I, I decided, you know what, I wasn't uh, I wasn't pleased with how long it was taking to edit, um, edit these things. And so I decided, you know what, uh, I want to learn to edit. And so with one of my short films, I paid the editor extra for me to sit behind his chair and literally nag him and ask him every question under the sun so I could teach myself how to edit. So from there, I ended up, uh, from then on, you know, writing, directing, and editing um, um, yeah, most of my stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, and then so that led to, you know, I did a few documentaries, um, you know, a bunch of other shorts. And then uh, I finally got to my first um, kind of big feature film. Uh, I had done a, a previous feature film called Making Maya, um, 
And uh, that I did for like 10,000 bucks with, you know, I shot it over like seven weekends. I was working full time. It was, wow. it was, it was crazy. I think you could still find it. I think you can get like the DVD on Netflix or something weird like Ooh, that. Um, we'll look for it. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a DVD player anymore, but, um, but Neither I, I think we, but we I can think... find a way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a way. There's always a way. Um, but yeah, but, but, but I'd say like my first, like, my first, you know, film that, you know, where I consider myself like, you know, you put kind of the flag on the moon and like, hey, right. I have arrived. Um, that was uh, Three Veils. And it's a feature film um, that I did. Um, it was released 2011 and um, was about three uh, uh, Muslim women living in the U.S., each with her own secret. And as the film progresses, you see connections between the three women as their secrets are revealed. And um, and it was crazy because it was uh, it was. I believe the first um, Arab feature film um, that featured a uh, an Arab Muslim lesbian as the main character, a religious Arab Muslim uh, lesbian as the main character, oh, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy because um, you know it was you know especially like back in the day, right? Like what is it nine years ago now? Um, it was it was considered very 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 controversial even during the fundraisers and crowdfunding and all that like I was getting boycotted left and right by mosques and by like you know other organizations and and I you know and as I kept making the film like I'd even get death threats so on and so forth and so it was kind of a a, a surreal and scary time where where I wasn't even sure that if I should put my name my actual real name on the movie, um, you know, as a filmmaker, I thought, it, and it wasn't really for fear of my own safety necessarily, but more so the safety of my family. I was afraid, right. especially if I put my family name, that you know what I mean. So, um, but you know, in the end, so it was kind of a moment of reckoning. It's like, what do I want to do? What kind of filmmaker do I want to be? And so I decided, you know what. If I don't do this, then um, then what am I doing this for? If I don't put my name on this movie, if I don't assert myself um, as the person behind this um, this piece, then then what am I doing this for? Uh, and who am I doing it for? You know, because it was also important for me to just kind of open the doors for others to, you know, even go way beyond what I what I was doing. And um, and so I decided. I decided to put my name on it and. You know, lo and behold, it was it you know was very very um, um, well received, very celebrated. You know, went to like film festivals in the U.S. all around the world, um, and it was uh, it was you know it was definitely crowd pleaser, and people were so supportive. Audiences really seemed to to love it, and uh, which Did you I was get so any negative so happy. reactions as well. I mean, apart from like during the making of it, but once you were actually showing at festivals. What was that response like? Yeah, so 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 at like at most festivals, the the audience was seemed to be at least interested, connected with it in some way. Um, you know, kind of received it warmly. But uh, even the Arab Film Festival, by the way, um, in, in the the SF LA one, the California like Arab Film Festival, um, even showed it. Which ten years ago, that I mean, it was considered like, whoa, you know, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Um, but it was, it was great. You know, half the audience was, was supportive, empathetic. They connected, you know, the other half was a little bit, um, you know, why did you have to show this? Why do you have to do it this way? But, but still they were being respectful. But I, I think the, 
the kind of moment that um, that I remember most was when the Dubai Film Festival um, reached out and wanted to show the movie. They watched it and they said they loved it, which I'm like, whoa, that's like a big deal for Dubai. Like oh, that's yeah. wow. Thing. And so I was hopeful that like, oh my gosh, they're actually going to show a movie like this. This is this is such a breakthrough but lo and behold they um they actually came back with a condition and they said look we love the movie we love the message of it you know we don't want you to change anything like in terms of the characters or anything but if you could just kind of edit out the love scene between the two women Mm -hmm. um you know uh then we'll definitely be able to show it and it's like like, then do you really respect the message of it (laughs) yeah yeah Exactly, you know, and um, and uh, and I said absolutely not. Like, I'm not going to sit here and edit my movie just so you can go show it. I, I'm like, what am I doing this for? If not, you know what I mean. Yeah, so, yeah, um, like, as artists, like, all we have is 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 the integrity in our work. That's literally all we can control. We cannot right. control anything else. We can't control how audiences receive it. We can't control right. like mm-hmm. much. So all all I control is is my own kind of line of integrity with my work and I'm uh, just like no absolutely not yeah um uh, but then of course I was like oh well will you pay me no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> that's real real it, yeah no but I think those it, decisions are always hard because on one hand like it can be really productive to push things into spaces where they're not like immediately accepted and at least like challenge people and like plant seeds even if they're not going to be immediately super supportive um And, like, also, I know that sometimes curators are kind of being intermediaries and they're dealing with, like, censorship above them and trying to get things in. But also, if you don't set your boundaries, then no one's – if you set your boundaries firmly at first, then eventually people are going to have to respect them. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and you know, that's fine. I mean, my whole thing is connecting with audiences, you know what I mean? I don't – I don't – I don't need a film festival necessarily to do that, you know, anymore, especially with all the online stuff. So, mm-hmm. so my, my concern is like, I just want to make sure that people in the Middle East can watch this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and so, and it ended up happening actually. In fact, it got uh, it very, very quickly. The movie got um, pirated. Um, <laughs> that's that's an, how it gets to the Middle East. That's an honor. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Pirates. I was, I, I was I couldn't be more happy I was more happy about it being pirated than I was like getting into any of these festivals I'm like I have arrived people yeah it's like they're pirating the full thing without cutting out anything exactly and you could see kind of like oh like the regions that were pirating it and um and you know a lot of it was in the Middle East um uh East Asia as well um yeah. and you know central asia as well and i'm just like i am so happy that you're they're like able go to... for it y'all <laughs> <laughs> like what else am i doing it for you yeah, know what i mean yeah. what am i doing it for um so that's how you know people so yeah want it. So, so, that, so, that's so... not a curator that is the people who want to watch it getting yeah. Yeah, what they need yeah. yeah doing what they need to do <laughs> exactly. oh wow exactly. i mean I, I i don't want people to i, I, I don't want Okay, I, I don't want like other artists to get mad at me. You know, yeah, we um, don't endorse I, I don't mean- pirating. FYI, we just recognize right. that it's a major channel of media, particularly in the Middle East, and you made yeah. it to that channel. That's great. Yeah, 
That's right. That's exactly it. Specifically because those audiences couldn't watch my movie any other way. Mm -hmm. So I just want to make it clear that because my audiences couldn't watch it any other way, I was happy that it got pirated. So there you go. That's my statement. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that um, eloquent statement on piracy. (laughs) Um, So what other work did you do before Choke? Um, so in between that, so in between Three Veils and Choke, so Choke uh, premiered at Outfest, um, at the HBO sponsored Outfest, what's two years ago now, two summers ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so between Three Veils, uh, which came out 2011, and Choke, which came out um, 2018, um, I did a few a few pieces here and there, um, uh, directed a few things, but um, probably the thing that went most viral um actually two two things went pretty viral um the first was a web series called kiss her i'm famous uh it's two two seasons of uh of this web series that came out i think 2014 and it's about uh it was it's supposed to be like a commentary on fame and it was back when like 2014 like back when you know sex tapes were still yeah. like making people famous right? uh and so it was about um uh two best friends, uh, one straight and one gay, and they decide that they want to fake the first ever, like, lesbian sex tape <laughs> to, catapult, <laughs> to catapult them into fame. And uh, and so it's, you know, on its face, it's, it's kind of this, like, you know, funny, um, uh, kind of funny, uh, uh, you know, quirky um, web series, but... Uh, but subversively, it's it's uh, it's supposed to be like more of a commentary about um, fame, what people will do for fame, yeah. the lengths people will go, you know, our our culture's relationship with fame, um, and uh, and so on and so forth. So, um, so yeah, so actually, it's all it's all on YouTube, completely free. Um, if anyone wants to watch season one, season two, each episode's about maybe seven eight minutes. We'll check it out. Oh yeah. So I know, no, I no know piracy piracy required. required. No piracy required. <laughs> I know what we're doing this weekend. Oh, and actually, I forgot to mention it stars uh, Tracy Ryerson, um, who was in the first season of uh, The Real L Word. Um, oh yeah. So she's she's wonderful, and she's actually become a, a really good friend of mine as well. Um, she's she's really really talented. But uh, yeah, so there you go. So I hope uh, I hope uh, there's uh, some good quarantine uh, binge viewing for people out there. Yeah. I would rather binge watch that than the real L word. I probably agree because I've never seen the real L word. So, Rola, can I get your opinion? Should I make Nadia watch the real L word? Uh, no, absolutely not. Thank you. Make her chat. I have my own forms of chat. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me ask you. Sorry, I, I know I'm I'm turning this like on its head but i'd love to know okay okay what is your number one go-to trash right now during quarantine quick interruption just to let you know that we had some audio issues it'll just last about three minutes and then it'll smooth out right Um, now arabic so you think you could dance which was like (gasps) one there was only one season and i think i might have been the only person who watched it but (laughs) which i don't think it's that i don't think it's that trashy on youtube i'll send you the link Oh my god, I'm so excited. It's like if you were watching Star Academy, but with dance. And there's like actually legitimately some really cool people on there, but like just the whole setup is just like so cheesed <laughs> up and I love it. <laughs> That's wonderful. Okay. I've, I I know more people who are on that show than people who've watched it. I just keep looking around for other people who actually watch that show, but I'm just like nostalgia binging it alone because <laughs> no one else watched it. 
Nadia posted something on Facebook like, is anyone else watching it? It was crickets. <laughs> I was like, I'll watch it. <laughs> I think I think it's very good and kind of addictive. Another very current item of trash that's pervasive in our culture is Tiger King. Yeah. And we are watching that. We are we're slowly watching slowly it. Slowly watching it. We're savoring it. Um <laughs> Um, good dose of murder potentially. <laughs> yeah, like I think enemy ships are really beautiful because like there's there's some love. You yeah, know, there's I think enemy ship and love are really related because like right they both really love their tigers. They just have different ideas yeah. of what love means. Yeah, they share a passion for the same thing. Wow, they you show guys it are differently. Pathetic. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been? Have you gotten into Tiger King? Have I Rilla? gotten into Tiger King? Of course, I finished it. Dumb actually, question. Yeah, I actually listened. You know, um, what was it? Was it Over My Dead Body? What was the podcast? It was season two of one of those podcasts by Wondery. Was it Over uh, My Dead Body? Joe Exotic. Anyway, um, so I listened to the podcast first, and then all of a sudden, this like you know, document documentary comes out. I'm like, oh my god, is this like the same? dude and it and it was so so it was and and i'll say it was better to listen to podcasts first than watch the um watch the docuseries because it really really elevated like the visuals i mean it's just nuts like seeing what he actually looks like and <laughs> oh my god it's crazy and the missing teeth and like all, all that type of things <laughs> i'm just like wow and the dude's got flair i mean you got to give it to him yeah. yeah, I mean, clearly, like, that appeals to some people. Yeah. And at least appeals to several people. Yeah. And, <laughs> right. Yeah. And honestly, honestly, I would love to talk to one of his husbands on the pod- on this podcast, <gasps> because <laughs> his husbands are not getting a spotlight. They it's really all about are Joe yeah. Exotic. We, we want to hear their voices. We want to yeah. hear their voices. <laughs> <laughs> we want to hear their voices. And oh, and we were God. like, okay, we were like, okay, we can justify it because a lot of there is a fascination in the Gulf region with <laughs> wildcats, and true. we can find that intersectionality between that and queerness, like, queer <laughs> tiger tiger ownership across American and Gulf. <laughs> By the way, there was Goals. this also weird like connection between. I mean, from what I've seen in the docu series, I don't know anything about it, but between like owning tigers and polyamory and like what's going on that that's so interesting yeah. oh my god right, right. what well, is going on that didn't even come to conversation yet maybe it's just like something about like i don't want to say polyamory is excess but like in the, in this situation it is you know it's like in this situation yeah like i have yeah. all these husbands and tigers <laughs> <laughs> which again you know, the gold, yeah. fits with the gold yeah exactly yeah i have lots of tigers <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my Saudi family. <laughs> may or may not have several pets that maybe shouldn't be owned. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, I do love my cousin's monkey. I, I, I mean, like, <laughs> like, I've grown to really love her. I just don't endorse this. <laughs> I want to make clear on this podcast, I do not endorse this. <laughs> um, <laughs> that has to be the best wine I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You get attached. <laughs> Her 
name is Shahrazad. She wears a little diaper. Like, oh <laughs> they make it work. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we went there. Wow. We naturally just went there on this podcast. And this is a new level. Thank you for knowing this. <laughs> Oh, how do we rate this in keys? Are any monkeys in your life, Rola? <laughs> oh. no. no, I can't say. Were any, like, interesting animals in your life? Let me think. Um, interesting animals. No, when we grew up, there was a neighbor that had a chicken that my, my little sister was allergic to. Let me see what I was saying. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she would break out in the little leg. Oh, oh the no. <laughs> Where do we go from here? <laughs> <laughs> to real content. Um, <laughs> so... And then in 2016, so two years after that, I actually, um, again, I kind of went viral for this series, this docu-series um, uh, that I made called, uh, I created called A Day with a Muslim. And that was back like when oh, the- Oh, we saw this. Yeah. So good. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much. Yeah. I'm glad you, oh, that's cool that you watched it. Um, yeah. So yeah, so it's it supposed to be like, you know, back when, uh, you know, still Trump wasn't, um, you know, yeah, the president. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Sorry, yeah. 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 up in my mouth right now as I'm saying it. Sorry. Um, I know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so it was during the elections, and um, and it was it was basically again my way of kind of kind of bringing people together, kind of trying to unite people, not just trying to preach to the choir. And so I thought, what if you know people who have these preconceived notions of what Muslims are, what if they spent a day with a Muslim, would it change their mind? Um, and so that first episode, um, which is a Trump supporter spends a day with a Muslim, um, you know, went completely viral and um, yeah. got a bunch of million views. And and uh, and yeah, and actually I did a second episode too, um, which is uh, um, LA gays spend a day with a Muslim. So it's basically... Oh, okay. um, and that was uh, that was the second episode too. Um, so yeah, so 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 that's that. I did the doc series, did the web series, and then yeah, and then I did uh, choke. Um, Wait, and I then, have one question about yeah. the docu series. I always wonder with these things, like how do you choose the Trump supporter to participate or the LA gay person to like? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. What's that casting oh, call yeah. like? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, uh, I'll I'll say okay. One word is. Well, Craigslist for sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. But is is I actually it was very very difficult for me to get. Uh, it wasn't hard for me to find uh, Los Angeles um, uh, folks from from the LGBTQ community who wanted to participate. You know, those who didn't know much about Islam, those who had preconceived that was not hard to do. Um, plus, I'm in the gay community, so mm -hmm. it's way cool. easier for me to just put it. Even if I just post on Facebook and be like, hey. Do I know anyone who's interested? You know, nice. um, yeah. let me know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but with the Trump supporter, um, <laughs> I mean, I first tried. I, I tried on Facebook. I tried to be like, hey, do I know anyone who's a Trump supporter or who knows anyone who's a Trump supporter? And it was crickets. Like, no one knew anyone who mm. knew anyone. Yeah. Which, of course, goes to show the kind of echo chamber that I've created for myself, certainly. Um, or they didn't want to say but, it. Uh, or they didn't want to yeah. say it. That's right. Or especially at the time yeah. right especially at the time so so I'm like okay what do I do so I try to like you know I, I try to like call um organizations like you know students for Trump 
um, <clears throat> you know, I, I just tried to call as many organizations as possible, email them, be like, hey, I'm really interested in doing this kind of social experiment. Um, this is meant to be a positive, you know, um, a positive content. This isn't, you know, no judgment here, mm -hmm. like just trying to unite people who usually wouldn't be united. And, um, and it was so difficult, so, so difficult. Like they'd say yes, and then no, and then yes, and then no. Finally, uh, I'm like, fuck it, I'm just gonna try and go on Craigslist. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, no one is no one is committing. No one, everyone is just like, you know, wishy-washy, yes, no, yes, no. And everyone, and yeah. you know, so um, so I went on Craigslist to go look for Trump support. I'm like, hey, you know, believe in Trump, blah, blah, blah. Um, write me why you believe Trump should be president. Mm. Um, like, I basically had this whole intake form. I didn't just want like any like crazy off the street. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, I, 20 people out of the whole thing, like out, out of all the, um, applications I received, 20 people sounded like, you know, they actually had some points, like they weren't just kind of, you sure. know, um, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so they had some points. Okay, cool. So let's, uh, let's go. But as, so, so the next step was a phone interview. And then as you know, the phone interview, you went like they kept dropping off, dropping off. Then it was like another phone interview, like because I again I, I wanted to make sure that I, I wanted to make sure that the people that I was getting um, were not I mean for like I don't like using the word crazy, um, mm -hmm. but but for lack of a better we're stable, okay number yeah. one, yeah. number two we're you don't just want to put not anyone trying to get danger. on TV, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and not just trying to get on TV or get, mm -hmm. you know, viral like that. This is really what they believed. And they are open to meeting someone f from a background that they have prejudgments about. And so yeah. finally, it dwindled down to uh, how many? Four, I think. And then on the day of three showed up. And then one of them, one of them decided like, hey, by the way, I forgot to tell you, I don't have a car. Oh. So <laughs> And, and like we were shooting out in Orange County and um, and the person was in, in somewhere in L.A. Oh gosh. And, then, and then they're like, literally the morning of, I'm like, dude, oh I'm not going to have anyone. <laughs> so I, I, I literally ordered a lift for the person. I didn't even have budget for it, oh but I'm gosh. just like, they ordered a lift for like the 40 mile drive. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Just so I could get. So it was, I mean, it's funny that you asked, but it really was a... Um, quite a harrowing uh, experience to try and get right. people to yeah. to be open enough. Yeah, I mean, I'm it glad turned you out so got people. Yeah. Uh, but it also kind of shows like if you watch the series it's it clearly shows that people are like open to changing and can you know learn and change and yeah. change their beliefs by meeting other people but also like that's the people that agree to do that's the people who are open minded enough to agree to do it and I, there's also so many other people who yeah. wouldn't even get into that room. Right. That's exactly right. And like exactly right. That's I bet yeah. I, I'm sure like it has reached some people it's needed to reach too who who's come across it. Um, yeah, I yeah. hope so. I would like to think so. Even even if it's just the the, the friends and community of the people who joined uh, the people who joined the yeah. social experiment. Like yeah, exactly. Even if just know what I mean and and also um yeah so I, I don't know I, I I tried my best and um and uh, it was it was scary I, I didn't know what to expect I had never met these people before and um yeah, I, I made a little video of before Craigslist is always kind of scary yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly let alone like you know this, people who believe yeah. in, uh, in the 
in this ideology right. exactly so um, I guess yeah, it shows so at least there, there's there is a slice of people who are open to change, and that doesn't mean that like yeah anyone and everyone can be changed by interactions, but it does mean like there is genuine there, curiosity there's a slice yeah there's there. a slice yeah. that should be accessed right and like they right. they were given the opportunity to do so um, yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, and, and I think I think the the biggest thing is I think that I've found in, in any of my work in whatever I do, whether it's docu series or, or not, is uh is to be is to try as much as possible, mm. to not judge, to not judge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that, that goes with the reason why the Trump supporters felt comfortable is because I did not come at them like you know they were you know stupid idiots who were awful and racist and dumb and and so you know I think it's important that we at least come into a situation not judging of course you're going to leave with with judgments Mm -hmm. and analysis and opinions and stuff but yeah and even with with my work like when I write characters I I I, my number one rule is not to judge them even the ones Mm -hmm. who are supposed to be quote unquote the antagonist or the you know the bad person in the movie like and try try to write them in a more well-rounded empathetic way versus you know just oh this is the bad guy this is the good guy you know type of a thing I appreciate that like showing vulnerabilities on every like from every perspective like yeah. that everyone mm-hmm. has vulnerabilities. And also that's just good character development because right. that's how people are. That's... Like no one is just one thing and just good or just bad. Yeah. And yeah. that's right. Everyone makes sense to themselves. Like even if yeah. when I step back and look at it through my own eyes, this person makes no sense to me. I yeah. think as a creator or even as someone who's representing someone else's story, you can show that this person has a logic to them that at least makes sense. To themselves. to themselves that's right yeah. yeah that's exactly right that's exactly right everyone is justified to themselves yeah. right so absolutely yeah. right um yeah let's get to choke which um we've both seen and loved and um also everyone listening incredible. to this can um check out we'll include the web link yeah thank you absolutely beautiful it's like 15 minutes so many messages are put into those 15 <laughs> minutes so much is relatable, or at least you can empathize. You with can it. empathize, yeah. yeah. Um, something that comes to mind is that stood out to me is like the relationship between the main character and her partner, and like there's a certain level of intimacy they might you you feel like they'll never totally reach, and that's because of this gap in understanding um, <laughs> stemming from cultural differences, and it the way that you illustrate that is so beautiful um thank you i won't spoil it too much for listeners but like but do you want to give like a plot summary as much as you want that think doesn't you think doesn't spoil it yeah uh yeah sure so um so choke is a is a short film like you said 15 minutes um premiered at uh, um uh outfest 2018 so two years ago and it's about um a rising mma fighter who hides her uh, Syrian refugee status from her small American town and from the world. So, um, so it's really about, it's about the loss of home and finding a new home and trying to assimilate 
And, um, you know, and this main character, Sara, who's the MMA fighter, you know, as she's getting, uh, you know, more and more uh, known and, and, and famous, um, you know, in her small town and around the world for MMA, she's kind of grappling with how, what parts of herself to hide and what parts of herself to reveal, especially as it, as it, as it relates to her Syrian background, her mm-hmm. refugee past, so on and so forth. And so the parts that you're talking about is she is hiding, speaking of what, what to hide, what to reveal, she's also hiding from her family um, that she is gay and that she has a girlfriend and her girlfriend's white. Uh, they're, they're, they're in a city in uh, South Carolina. Um, so she's hiding that from her family. She's hiding the fact that she's a Syrian refugee from the media. She's hiding. I mean, there's just so much compartmentalized, which I think is relatable. It's really relatable for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. That's right, and uh, and yeah, and so and so I think the part that you're talking about is um, with her and her white American girlfriend. You know, there's a there's a scene in the in the in the film where you kind of you know where you see the the distance between them um, yeah. because you know, like you mentioned, like her her girlfriend will will never really quite understand who she is but also you know i think that sada the main character finds a comfort in the fact that she doesn't Mm -hmm. have to you know ever show her pain or explain her pain or explain her trauma she could just be for once you know yeah Yeah, exactly exactly but you can't totally escape you can't yeah you can't totally escape everything that's inside of you and just go on this little um yeah romantic vacation in your girlfriend's room yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. And yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, how that's not totally sustainable, but like that maybe it's needed at some points in life. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. I mean, and like I said, you know, there, there's there's no judgment on either end. I mean, the the, yeah. the girlfriend is is trying. Like she's yeah, she's really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> but just because you're well-meaning doesn't mean that. Um, just because you're well-meaning doesn't mean that you will achieve what you want to achieve and 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 get yeah. to be as intimate with someone who has such a traumatic background if they themselves are not willing to share them that with you right. you know yeah and i think that that so. was also like something that really stood out about that relationship like the tattoo scene um where it's like sarah <laughs> can't fully the experience of knowing that someone is really trying hard to be nice to you and they're getting it wrong and you can't really get upset at them because you know they're trying and in being unable to get upset at them you can't be yourself and you can't show your feelings and you're kind of putting on an act yeah that's right that's exactly right that's exactly right so lots of conflict stuff uh going on there um right but yeah it is it's for free it's on uh vimeo it's it's up Um, yeah, yeah so um, I'm glad you. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I also really love the parent relationship that was in there, um, and how you can kind of tell that her parents know what's up, but they're not really able to talk about it, and it's this yeah. don't ask, don't tell situation that I think is common, but not always like represented when we talk about coming out narratives. We usually see very like binary, mm-hmm. like yeah. rejected or accepted things, and there's a lot of there's just there's a, lot a lot of in between space, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you capture yeah. that. Because so that's well. how I feel yeah. life is, you know. That's yeah. how life is, and 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 also it's hard because she can't afford, you know. 
she can't afford to have this kind of binary discussion with her family because mm. she's also the one supporting her family. Like, there's just so much. Yeah, like, yeah. But so much hinging. But on the it. mom, right? But the mom kind of knows, right? She kind of like in the in that dinner scene when, you know, she makes that throwaway comment like, you know, America loves gays yeah. now. Yeah. And, and and it's just this throwaway comment she makes, and and it's there's so much going on with when she says that it's 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 like a I kind of know you are, yeah. B yeah. you know you're you're assimilating way more than we are, in, mm-hmm. you know which which the mom kind of judges her for a little bit. Yeah, um, and it's like equating so, 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 it's equating being gay to assimilating, which I think like that that just yes. happens a lot. It's like. America made you gay or like it's this foreign it's like the western influence made you gay or you know that kind of stuff exactly 100% 100% 100% and so um, yes exactly 100% and and then so you know and then but then there's also scene in the movie um, and again I'm not going to spoil much but (laughs) but there's also scene in the movie where where the mom does a gesture right like Mm uh where she basically um well i guess i'll just say it doesn't matter but um before before sada goes to work out you know her mom had packed her you know this um this this dinner for her workout dinner or whatever and she gives her one uh piece of tupperware and then she gives her another tupperware and she's like and this one is for you so basically that's really cute you know kind of kind of a nod to like look you you know i don't know what's going on you're probably seeing a girl after this yeah. um and i know she probably means a lot to you so here's food and you know the symbolism yeah. of course of food like right. especially in our region you know what that means so yeah. um yeah Love yeah it. and it's it just so much was packed into that like short film format and i i also kind of just love the short film format and how mm-hmm. like little snippets of things can show so much like the way you see she's holding back in interviews and right. she doesn't have to you don't have to get a bunch of context about her background um to know what's up and then when you do get the flashbacks it fills it in because it's just the little moments mm-hmm. of each part of her life that she's compartmentalizing, you can put them together and understand where she's coming from. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Where have you presented this film and what kind of responses have you gotten? Yeah. So it, uh, it like I said, it premiered at, at, uh, at Outfest and then it went to like a bunch of film festivals, um, you know, different countries around the world, the U S. Um, and, and I think most of the audiences, you know, I mean, I'm again, very, very thankful. Um, you know, it's not the most controversial movie, you know? Uh, so I didn't expect there to be, you know, any backlash or anything like that. Um, um, it's, it's, it's more not, of a, it's controversial it's more... in content, but not in the, the presentation it doesn't like hit you over the head with it. Yeah. It's more. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's more, it's more nuanced and, and it's meant to kind of unite audiences and make people think. Um, and I, and, and, and a lot of audiences connected with, you know, the idea of losing home and, and trying to assimilate to a new home, whether, you know, they, they were refugees or immigrants themselves, or even, I mean, even within, let's say America, you know, just, you know, moving from their small town to a big town, like leaving everything they've known and trying to assimilate, you know? So I think, um, I was really surprised and happy with 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 how many people connected with this idea of finding home, um, 
even if they didn't have the direct experience that Sada did as a, as a Syrian refugee. Um, so it was really quite beautiful. Um, I think the one the one screening that kind of surprised me a little bit um, was, um, uh, what was it? It was a screening at the North Hollywood uh, Film Festival. And uh, my film was in this block of other films. Uh, and, you know, as filmmakers, we don't really know where our films are curated or how they're curated or anything. Sometimes, you know, we... I mean, you know, sometimes I look the stuff up before, sometimes, you know, I'm not, um, I just kind of show up and do the Q&A um, and just kind of sit down and watch the movies for what they are. And it's just so happened that uh, the North Hollywood Film Festival, they they scheduled, <laughs> they, cur- they curated uh, my film, Choke, with a bunch of military-themed American themed films uh i don't know but it was very fucking uncomfortable and um yeah no it was it was really it was quite surreal and i um you know at the q a i mean it was i i don't know what else to say other than it was extremely uncomfortable and and yeah and it wasn't just kind of this um i mean it was kind of you know american military not like it was like kind of American exceptionalism, you know, type yeah, of yeah. deal, not even, um, you know, a kind of uh, balanced look at the American military and what they do like around the world. I mean, I don't know. And then Unless all of a sudden, it, I don't know. Like, like my only logic I could think is like maybe whoever was curating that was trying to subvert that category and make it more balanced by saying like, Hey people, this is also a result of American mills. Yeah, but But like, they could have given you a heads up. Yeah, they could have at least given you, you a heads guard, up. Like. <laughs> yeah, totally. And and oh, honestly, okay. like I mean, I grew up in Abu Dhabi, so you know, thankfully I mean, obviously my parents are Palestinian and mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of lot of trauma. I mean, my my, my dad's family had to um refuge to Beirut. Um, my mom's family had to refuge to Kuwait, then to Saudi, and so, I mean, it, it honestly sitting there in the movie theater, like seeing all this like military content, oh it was it was it was a lot, dude. And then all of a yeah. sudden, my film is showing in the middle of all this, and I could hear kind of the the weird not boos or not hisses, but just kind of like you know, just see people shaking their head um, oh. at specifically, oh. yeah, yeah, man, it was shaking their head at certain in certain parts and not shaking their head empathetically but just kind of like yeah. you know in a negative way and i'm just like oh my god why am i here yeah. and then the q and the q and a was awful i don't know and and i'm trying to be respectful you yeah. know like but um I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that just sucks. Was very, you, you had no chance to mentally prepare for this. Nothing like, yeah. Yeah, that's Oof. exactly right. That's exactly right. So, I mean, um, but yeah, hand, but other than that, other than that, very good reception. So. Yeah, we can hope that one person in the audience at least took something. Like was able to question some things, but also like yeah. it's, it's weird to be put in situations where like you realize there's people who just see war as like policy and strategy and like you think you're talking about people and all of this and yeah yeah and they're privileged enough to separate the two that's right that's exactly right yeah yeah like oh this is you know this This is is just policy this is just 
Right. Yeah, exactly. It's just a chessboard, and it's like, dude, like my family, the my friends' families, like it's so yeah. many people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad most of your um, festivals were not that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, no, they were great. No, they were so great, so yeah. so great. And like I said, audiences have received it really well, and uh, I'm just I'm just so pleased with it. And um, yeah, uh, very very thankful that the, that I was able to make so the beautiful. film. Um, what are you working on these days or like most recently? Yeah, um, I'm working on, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm currently kind of transitioning to TV. Cool. Um, but, but, uh, and I, I can't talk much about it yet. Um, uh, maybe when, uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> when things are announced, I'll, I'll come back on the podcast, tell you about it. Yes. Um, but, uh, but until sorry while that's happening um i still um my heart is always in independent filmmaking and so um i currently literally right before the um the kind of stay-at-home orders in los angeles uh, i finished shooting a film great timing um, yeah dude it's nuts like we finished shooting on sunday the stay-at-home orders happened on i think wednesday like it was just that quick (laughs) nuts um it was just crazy, and um, so the film is called Finjan. It's also a short film, uh, and it's a story about a young woman who is at a crossroads in her life, and she goes to a Finjan reader. You know those coffee cup readers, like yeah, the Turkish coffee. Yeah. So she goes to a Finjan reader to um, uh, tell her what to do next. So, yeah, so it's an exploration of, like, you know, free will versus destiny, like what's written in the stars versus what life you make for yourself. Um, And and, just uh, the feeling of wanting someone to tell you what to do is really relatable. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's exactly right. And then, of course, like uh, on the surface, it's, you know, some, it's, it's a very, very visual piece. Um, and it explores like, you know, tradition that's been around for like yeah. thousands of years, too. Um, so hopefully yeah. there's 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 a bit of, you know, visual candy and fun yes. in addition to kind of the more um, questions that we I think that we all ask ourselves, like, you know, right. how, how in control are we? How is, is, was this meant to be, you know, right. that that yeah. phrase like this meant to be or yeah is there such a thing things being meant to be you know right it's like it's like a sliding doors type of thing like oh what's the alternate reality what would have happened if I had made this different decision or like did I control the direction my life went or was there's like something else I even want to be in control do I want to be in full control yeah amazing exactly right um yeah do you have any i know things are kind of on hold now for many reasons i like for reasons (laughs) um anyway do you know like the release timing or like the context that'll be or are you still kind of waiting to figure that out yeah i mean honestly i'm in post-production now so i'm very thankful like all of that stuff can happen remotely, you know, whether it's sound design or music or um, color grading or visual graphics, like all of that stuff can happen um, online um, right. and remotely. So I'm literally super, I, I, I don't know how I got that lucky, but I, I'm so happy. Um, so now I'm in, po- 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Exactly. There you go. So, um, yeah, there you go. So I, uh, so I'm in post post production now. And, um, and originally I was thinking, you know, Oh, I want it to, um, start hitting the festivals like in the summer, the fall, uh, like late summer, early fall type. Um, but you know, I mean, we'll see how it goes to be honest. Like I, the only reason I do this is, is to connect with audiences and for audiences to see it. And yeah. if there aren't going to be film festivals, I, I don't want to just wait till next year or, you know, okay. I'll probably find a way to put it up online, um, for folks to be able to, you know, maybe I'll do some sort of fun, like, um, you know, online premiere, um, where we can all watch it together and we can have like a fun, like remote Q and a thing happening before I post it for free on yes. whatever we or something yeah yeah you know just get creative with it because in the end this is what it's all about you know it's like connected with audiences making people like see something they haven't seen before mm -hmm. think about something they haven't thought before you know or connect with a character they didn't think they connect with and so in the end that's that's really what matters to me I you know so what I have a festival you know laurels or not festival laurels I mean that's always great and all very thankful but th that's not why I do this you know yeah. so yeah I'm excited so excited yep. um thank you thank, thank you, you so much for doing yeah, this like if, where can people follow you or contact or like how can they contact you yeah um i am very active on insta and twitter and you can catch me at rolla Selbach, um for both and then if you want to watch any of my stuff or know more about myself um you could just go to rolla Selbach, uh, dot com. So just all one word, no space or anything like that. Um, and yeah, I'd love to hear from folks. I'm always, uh, always open from folks. Yeah. And I hope, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy, um, cause Ryan famous, uh, if you end up watching it, oh, will. We, will, we definitely will. Um, <laughs> thank you all for listening. You can follow us on Insta, Twitter, or Facebook at the queer Arabs and find us at the queer Arabs.com. And we, um, we can be reached by email at thequeerarabs at gmail.com. Very consistent. <laughs> um, thank you again, Rola. This is amazing. You are oh, my pleasure. so fun mm -hmm. to talk to. Um, thank you.